Be prepared. How many times have you heard someone say that uh, in your lifetime? If you're a Boy Scout, you've said it. But we've been told to be prepared recently for heavy rains and flooding, uh, for possible tornadoes. We're supposed to be prepared for COVID by getting vaccinated and wearing masks. Um, something that we hear often. These two words are our focus this morning for us to be prepared for what? As Christians, we should be prepared always for Christ's return and to help others to be prepared as well. Today's message, yes, is about being prepared and two specific things, to be prepared to give an answer to anyone who wants to know the reason why you have hope and to be prepared to share the good news of Christ. Sometimes we hear the word evangelism. That's a scary word for some people. It's not a scary thing, though. It really isn't. Uh, I think that um, sometimes we're just afraid to share what we have. A common definition in spreading is the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or by personal witness. So to help you understand the meaning behind um, evangelism, I want you to, to listen to these examples and see if you can get a deeper meaning out of them. Evangelism has been described as one beggar telling another beggar where to get food. The church ought to be a maternity ward where the cries of newborn babes in Christ are constantly heard. Too many Christians are no longer fishers of men, but keepers of the aquarium. It's better for most of us to fish with the rod than with the net, because to angle for single souls rather than to try and enclose multitude at once. Preaching to a congregation has its own place and value, but private and personal talk, honestly and wisely done, will affect more than the most eloquent preaching. And that part was shared by a widely known preacher, uh, Alex McLaren. One last example for the necessity of evangelism. A young boy who was about seven years old was at Disneyland with his family. And in the excitement of going on all the rides, he got separated from his family. And it, he was having such a wonderful time that it was a while before he realized that he was lost. So at first he thought, okay, well, I'll just go and find my family. But after time, it hit him that he didn't know where he was going and he didn't know how to get there. He was lost, really lost. The same is true for unbelievers. You know, they may um, be having such a wonderful time and yet be lost at the same time. Sooner or later, it's going to hit them that they don't know where they're going and they don't know how to get there. Two things were necessary for the boy to be reunited with his family. First, 
he had to recognize his condition, and second, someone had to show him where he could find his family. And so, too, in evangelism, the Holy Spirit will first convict the individuals of their lostness, but we as Christians are commissioned to show them the way to salvation. So much more could be said about each of those examples, but I hope at least one of them stood out for you and have given you something to ponder in the days ahead. How can others call upon God in times of need if they do not know him? And how can they have hope? Those are our two areas of focus this morning. Listen again to the scripture from Romans. Paul asks a series of rhetorical questions. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him until someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. If we look at those questions in reverse, it goes like this. First, it's the Holy Spirit who does the sending. Then someone needs to tell another about the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Then, after hearing, they can call on Christ to save them. William Barclay shares it this way. You cannot call on God unless you believe in him. You cannot believe in him unless you hear about him. You cannot hear about him unless there's someone to proclaim the good news and unless God commissions someone to do it. I think many people are afraid to share what Christ has done for them, but it doesn't have to be a scary thing. It's really not all that difficult. Bill Hybels has written a wonderful book entitled Walk Across the Room. Simple steps pointing people to faith. Hybels helps us to see that first we just have to walk across the room. If we're at a party or a large gathering, there might be someone there you don't know, and all you have to do is go over and say hello and introduce yourself and get to know that person, get to really know that person. Perhaps in time, you know, a friendship will develop. Little by little, the Holy Spirit will prompt you or nudge you to follow through by sharing what Christ has meant in your life. Hybels asks, what if you knew that by simply just crossing a room, you could change someone's forever? Just a few steps could make an eternal difference. It has nothing to do with methods and everything to do with taking a genuine interest in another human being. All you need is a heart that's in tune with the Holy Spirit and a willingness to venture out of your circle of comfort and into another person's life. We heard in the reading from 1 Peter, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Do this in a gentle and respectful way. Why? Because arguments do not convince anyone to love God. Gospel will be heard far better when people 
Christians speak gently and reverently. Peter did not suggest that Christians argue with people, but rather we present to the unsaved an account of what we believe and why we believe it in a loving manner. The purpose is not to win an argument, but to win lost souls for Christ. You know what, you can buy someone the most expensive present that you can afford, but it will not compare to the gift of giving hope to someone. Peter said we should be able to share our hope as a believer. This hope is not, well, I hope we see the end of the pandemic, or I hope that um, I'll get to see you soon, or I hope the Phillies win the championship. Most of the times we use the word hope, we're just making a wish. It's something we cannot control. There are some dedicated Phillies fans here, I know that, and they wish they could control it, but their cheering just doesn't do the job, does it? For Christians, hope is something that's a gift from God. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Our hope comes from Christ. Many of you are familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have you, for you, declares the Lord, plans not to harm you but to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. The word of God gives us that hope in a way that nothing else can. Having Christ as their savior means the hopeless have hope. Christians have hope because we are assured of our future. Our hope is the anchor for our soul. We know, we know that we will be spending all of eternity in heaven because of Christ's death and resurrection. There is no greater hope than the promise of eternal life. When Christ is the center of our being, we are a people of hope. When you're going through a difficult time, be filled with hope. I've shared this before, but one way to remember that is to hold on, pray expectantly. Keep holding on clinging to the hope that is yours in Christ Jesus and pray expectantly knowing that the Lord is watching over you and working all things out for good. In order to be a good witness of our faith to others, we must live in a way that is pleasing to God. And when we do so, we have peace in our hearts. And when we have peace within, we can face any battle without we cannot boldly witness to others if we are not setting a good example. But it's more than that. An effective witness eventually has to explain the content, the what, and the how of the gospel. Modeling the Christian life is important, but we will need to connect the mind of the unbeliever with the word of God. Both the way we live and what we say are important. As Paul said, how will your loved ones and neighbors hear about the good news unless someone tells them? I want you to think of one person 
that you know that needs to hear what Christ has done in your life? How can you help him or her hear it? Faith is not merely a personal matter. It's not, well, it's just, that's my business. That's, you know, something I just keep to myself. That's not what it is. We should always be ready to help others understand why we have hope. Are you ready to share with someone what Christ has done for you? And don't ever think that you don't know enough. That's not an excuse. Just begin where you are. There's so much more that all of us could know about sharing our faith. And who should you tell? Your friends, your relatives, your associates, and your neighbors. We want you to start inviting those people here next Sunday for our Back to Church Sunday. Why? Because when you are here and when they are here, we are better together. One way you can remember who to invite is called the Fran Plan. You invite your friends, your relatives, associates, and your neighbors. In other words, just invite someone. Why? Because we need them to be here. We need you to be here. And that's a very easy first step in sharing your faith. Just invite someone. And when you're talking with someone and you don't know what to say, pray. We should always be in prayer. And there have been many times when somebody will ask me a difficult um, just a hard question, or maybe they're in a difficult circumstance. And when we go to pray together, I just pray silently, give me the words. And that's all you need to do, and God will give you the words that you need as well. Allow God to speak through you. You know, none of us knows or even needs to know all the answers. I certainly don't. But I do ask God to help me share and to pray through me. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And when you talk, to know sometimes it's the Holy Spirit that needs to tell you when to share and when to be silent. If someone does not respond when you share your faith, don't be discouraged because you know what? You're planting a seed. And you've probably heard this before too, but... We like to see immediate results. It doesn't always happen. There might be somebody else, even a month or two later, who will water that seed. And later on, somebody will be kind enough to pull the weeds from that seed. And eventually, sometime when you may not even be aware of it, that seed that you planted, somebody else will actually see blossom. You never know what your word or your example might mean to someone else. Remember, you're sharing good news. Did you know that the word evangelism actually has its roots, the angel? Every one of us needs to hear good news. It's important for us to remember, though, that we don't save anyone. Christ is already present in that life. And we don't need to save the world, and we can't, and we can't even save ourselves, because Christ has already done that. 
We may not be able to change anything, but faith can change everything. We simply need to focus on pointing people to Christ. One of my Bibles points out the truth that people are far more ready to receive the gospel than most Christians are ready to share it. Commentator Mary Beth Anton writes, despite these poor efforts at evangelism, we are called to go out into the world and proclaim Jesus. Because if we do not, how will those who are lost hear and have the opportunity to call upon his name? Many in our day and time struggle with uncertainty and doubt. They search for something or someone in whom they can trust. Our job is to share the one we know who is trustworthy, the one who welcomes our questions and our doubts. We are sent out to share Jesus, who offers certainty and hope regardless of circumstances. Evangelism is simply about introducing others to Jesus. It's not our job to convert someone to our doctrine or our liturgy or our way of worship or to our particular agendas. We are not responsible for the outcomes of our introduction. The task belongs to Jesus. The introduction that we make comes from our own experience with him. It begins with listening, and it continues in conversations. And this kind of evangelism requires that we live as Jesus calls us to live, with love, honesty, and humility. Why are you here today? Who told you about Christ? Have you ever thanked that person for sharing their faith with you? You know, I have a feeling that most of you um, went to church as a child with your parents. You may have attended Sunday school. It's something you all did together as a family. And perhaps you accepted Christ because of your parents. Or was it a Sunday school teacher? Or a pastor? Or someone you heard on the radio? Or someone else? Have you ever thanked that person? And if that person or those persons are no longer living, then when you get to heaven, thank them. And hopefully, when someone arrives in heaven, they will thank you because you took a walk and stepped out and shared your faith. Who will be in heaven because of you? Most important thing you will ever do is point someone to Christ. And how powerful would it be if you say to someone, I am not going to heaven without you? Allow God to use you to have an eternal effect upon someone's life. It's the greatest joy you will ever know. Living with Christ for all of eternity is your hope and my prayer for all of you. And because that is your hope as a believer, you will be able to explain and defend and share your faith in God with others. Invite them to hold on and pray expectantly you will be giving them a gift that will last for all of eternity. Your hope 
as a believer is secure. Go forth and share that hope with someone else. Give them a future that is secure. Weave a story to tell that nation and the nations. And because of that, we want to pass it on. Amen.